Welcome to the Grafted Family Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Dawn, and we are so happy to be here with you today, tonight. How are you doing, love? I'm not doing well. Have you had a good day? No. No. How's your evening been? It's shocking. Uh, families are fun. Ah, yes. <laughs> it's late. We meant to talk a lot earlier, but bedtimes have proven to be a challenge tonight. Every night. Every night. It's tonight during, in particular. During lockdown, it's yeah. been challenging. But, but, but tomorrow's the end of lockdown. Please stop saying it's the end of lockdown. Um, have you seen social media today? There's half the side of people are going, tomorrow's the end of lockdown. And the other half are telling uh, them to be quiet. Yeah. It's like, it's not the end of lockdown. I like the people that are saying, be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. I like those people. Be kind. Please be so kind. It doesn't though. matter which side of the fence you're on. Just be kind. Let's be kind. Yeah, I like that. But it's not the end of lockdown tomorrow. It isn't. But be kind. But be kind. Being kind is cool. This is great because in today's episode and for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about connection. And being kind. Which really is about being kind. You have to be kind for connection. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, love, um, what is connection? Connection, if I can sum it up, which is very hard because it's quite a broad term, but uh, it is pursuing a person's heart. That's a good one. That is, that is connection to me. It's, it's pursuing a person's heart in spite of all the many, many flaws that you can see in that person. We're not talking about <laughs> us right now. Dawn's talking about another couple she knows. <laughs> yes. That, that kind of, yeah, that summed it up for me when I was thinking about it this week is, is that action of going after a person's heart. In spite of all the barbed wire yeah, between exactly, you and them. Exactly. Barbed wire. Nice. It's a yeah, good one, eh? That's good. So I suppose that answers why it, why it is important in marriage. Because mm. really, as being husband and wife, we should be pursuing each other's hearts. Absolutely. Um, and getting rid of all the, the barbed wire in, in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the, the space in between. Now it's your turn. Okay. What does connection mean to you, hun? So connection for me, it's, 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 it's hard to describe without using the word connection in the sentence. Connection is being connected. Um, <laughs> doesn't really help, does it? But I think it really is a flow of information, a flow of energy, a flow of um, heart between two people. And I think sometimes mm. it's yeah. almost like we've got a gate in relationships between between different people and obviously marriage being a relationship there's a gate there and for connection the gate constantly has to to be open to allow that flow of yeah. information energy love understanding and that sort of thing and I think things get in the way that cause you to close that gate mm. almost almost to protect yourself yeah. from what's coming in and even the good stuff then can't come in because you're you're preempting the bad stuff because of maybe a hurt or a frustration yeah. Or something that's happened right now, or something that's happened in the past. So you just you just shut shop, you close all your gates, mm. and that for me is when is when connection uh, gets is, disrupted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mm. then that that repair, that rupture and repair that we need in in relationships to to reopen that gate, so so that we can continue to to talk. Because obviously, if you're worried about are you putting up gates or to things to protect yourself. You might be protecting yourself, but you're also preventing healing. You're preventing restoring 
connection. You're preventing yeah. people coming back and maybe saying sorry or, or mm. um, yeah, just coming back into your space and 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 making amends, reconnecting, if you will. So mm. that for me is that connection that that gate needs to stay open and I things like happen. The gate. And keep I like it, the gate keep picture. So I've got two. I've got barbed wire and the no, gate. You're, you're well on fire tonight. Um, it's amazing. So what has strengthened connection in our marriage? Do you think? Um. Well, I think I was I was thinking about that today as well, actually. You've been thinking a lot I've today. I've been thinking a lot today. I'm doing well. Well done. These, these, like, these brain cells are High firing. Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think I can only speak for the season that we're in now, which has been quite a tough season, I think, uh, in, on all fronts. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah, it just has been. And I think that what has worked well for us is that we banked a lot of we banked maybe it banked is good we banked a lot of connection in mm. in the good in the good times in the in the stretches that we've had where things have gone well we've been good at date nights at setting aside time for each other yeah. Um, having a weekend here and there um, a lot of deposits in that communication connection bank. A lot of deposits in in that bank, and what I find is that when we go through these seasons, we just are drawing from that deep well of deposits that Very we've deep. been. <laughs> <laughs> it it really it was it was really did strike me today is is in these tough seasons we are able to draw from those mm. wells. Yeah. Um, so yes, I would say what's strengthened connection in in our marriage has been the regular date nights, whether it's been out or at home. However, it's worked. It doesn't, you know, it never has to be an expensive thing. Um, I think also for us, we we were friends first, mm. and I think I think before before everything, it's added to who we are and what we're about, and our kids and our family and things that we're passionate about. I think we've always been passionate about each other and we've always mm. been friends f- first. We love the show Friends. Yeah. And um, I'm always reminded of uh, Monica and Chandler, that, that line that we love the silliness. Yes, and we do love We are fond of the silliness. We are fond of the silliness. <laughs> and it's taking those moments just to, just to, uh, just to recenter yourselves in that relationship of, of being friends, of being close. And I think we've, we've always prized communication even mm. way back when we started dating as teenagers for all the silly things that we did um communication was always 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 big we were f- yeah we were best friends before anything more than yeah friends yeah. and i think that's we've always been able to to go back to that to yeah. to, to draw on friendship to to talk we like being around each other that we helps do. that helps it's, it's it's very helpful to like your your spouse some people think it's strange i know <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's no but i think that's that's so important uh, you know you have to have friends outside your marriage and that's important but you you need to have a friend inside your marriage as well Absolutely. and i think sometimes in marriages it doesn't look like husbands and wives are the greatest of friends no and i think that sets you up for a lot of difficulties when you start hitting some bumpy roads. Mm. Um, yeah. So what have been some of the the challenges or pitfalls or speed bumps in connection with us? What is mm. what is what has happened with us that has made connection 
hard at times? I think I think we've gone on a journey of understanding each other a mm. bit better. Um, I think in the beginning, you know, you don't know, you do know each other, but they're those personality quirks that yeah, you know that each other in the way, and then you go home. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's there's that um, there's the honeymoon period where everything's amazing, and then and then there's that period when you start going, hmm, what what is that thing about you? Yeah, we we are different. Very different. We are different. We're very different. There are a couple of things early on in marriage that that I'm not very proud of. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have those. <laughs> so I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I I grew up in a home that was quite structured and ordered, and and there there were times where I would come home. And and look on top of the fridge mm. for some reason and wonder why it was dusty. Let's let, like let's just put this picture out there. Thomas six foot three. I was about to say that and, I'm throwing myself I'm, under the I bus. I know, here. and I'm five foot two. Yeah, I know, I know. Dawn you. can't see above the fridge. I can't I see. I, see. I can barely see into the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I think we we did we went through this process of one one thing that really helped with this was you were very gracious i was very gracious i was about to say that i wasn't actually what i was going to say is we did a little bit of exploring into personality types as well oh. um i do love my personality types not that we hinge she has many of them <laughs> <laughs> not that we hinge everything on personality types because we're obviously we're not ruled by our personality and we're not bound to that at all in any way this is like um, a plumb line you know, but or Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It, you like. whatever you, it, it, it's helpful to understand. It was helpful for me when I understood that Tom was a task-orientated person and I was a people-orientated person. It suddenly made so much sense that he would walk into the house and start seeing all these things that were wrong. And I, I used to feel completely offended by that. Like, how yeah. could you? You know, I mean, am I not allowed to just sit and have a cup of coffee before yeah. I get to the dishes because I'm not task oriented. So I don't walk into a house and see all the things that need to be done. Now, neither one of us is wrong. We just needed to understand that we were different yeah. and we can have grace for each other in that. And, and the love languages, I think, became really key. So one of the, 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 the coolest interpretations of those love languages is when you don't feel love, in your language, it's almost like you, you start to get stressed about it. Um, you start to feel anxious. So, yes. so I, I'm an acts of service person. And if I walk into a house and there's clutter, it, it starts wigging me out and I start to feel anxious. And then your mind starts going, well, nobody's thought about me and that. And so they haven't done it for me. And then you start spiraling a little bit. So what, what started out with um, structured and all the rest of it actually spoken to a deeper need for hey if you do this I feel loved mm. and then dawns is more quality time so I would come in and look at the fridge and she'd look at me and go let's sit down and I'm I'm saying well yeah. no, you can't sit down I need to clean this mess so I can feel less anxious <laughs> and you just smile but once you start to to understand that it starts it does, to become it does help a lot yes um, it, it helps easier. you to be gracious to the other person instead of looking at them and saying well you're wrong and I'm right yeah there's this big space of grace now between you. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So I'm going to ask for guys here, because obviously we are different, and men and women are different, and different marriages are different, and, and people are different. But generally speaking, 
what do you think guys can do better at to help connection? And what are some of the things that perhaps we don't do that well at that hurt connection? Mm. Um, well, I can think of you specifically to things. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm thinking of good I'm, things I'm here. there already. So that's I'm fine. <laughs> just lay down and take another one. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think for us, one thing that I've noticed with you is that... Is this the helping or the hurting? This is the helping. Okay, so good. Um, is that... Y- we don't, or you don't, specifically hold hold fiercely to this gender role thing. Okay. I'm the guy, I bring in the money, um, you know, this is my role, and your role is to be... I want to sit on the couch little, and watch you make dinner. <laughs> little wife, what house on the prairie, what is yeah. it? Children, go get my slippers. <laughs> that would be so nice. Um, <laughs> it would be. No, and I, if I think about just the seasons that we've gone, gone through, because we have had seasons of me working and seasons of me being home and naturally during the seasons when I am home I do naturally take on more of the homely role um, with the kids and the cleaning and whatever else needs to be done but when we've gone into seasons where I am working as well you pick up the load that I'm not able to carry Mm. because I'm at work and I think that has been one of the most helpful things is that I know if we go into a season where I'm going to be working again, we're both all in. Um, we are always both all in, but it's it's just time-wise, I have more time when I'm at home to do those things. But I know that Tom works from home, and if I'm working, I, I am at school, I'm a teacher, so if I'm working and he's at home, I know when I get home, the dishwasher is going to be done, and the load of washing is going to be hung up, yeah. and it's such an amazing thing to know that I can rely on you for those things even though gender wise you know most people yeah, probably that's, that's think right. well I, but for I, me for me I've always you know maybe we are different to, to some families but you know it's a family unit it's it's a team that has to work together so you're going to go through seasons where somebody has to pick up slack so, somewhere yeah, um, yeah and so if I'm putting out you know the the washing I don't deserve a special award for putting out washing or, or making the bed or making dinner. There's, there's no special awards. It's You're doing it for your family. And I've never, yeah. you know, and I think sometimes guys also need to, to get over that. Mm. Um, yes, sometimes it would be nice to travel back to a time where, where, where it was acceptable that you could sit on the couch and, you know, <laughs> for selfish reasons. But you're a family, so do what you need to do for the family to work. Yeah. Um, and I that would help oh. with connection. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Appreciate. I'm sure that. there are a lot of other things that guys can do, but that's that's one thing I've. And and what really are things that haven't helped? I think I think guys like to logic things, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um. And I and I think that it's, it's a tough, and not just with with wives, but with kids as well. I think it's hard for guys to to connect. First, in mm. in a high in a heightened in a situation where there's heightened emotions, yeah. I think you want to come and fix the problem. You want to bring your solutions. You want to be efficient, and a lot of the time, that's not what the people around you need, yeah. especially your wife and kids, because I mean yeah. they're probably the most emotional. Not some guys are emotional. Let me just say, Tom is actually very emotional. He's <laughs> actually a very emotional guy. Um, but yes, I, I do think that can be something that 
that hurts connection. Yeah. Is I'm coming to you, I'm stressed out, something has happened today, and you come with this fabulous answer about lids, how everything's going to be fixed. That I think is so fascinating. When, when we, so we've gone on a journey looking at um, neural connections and, and neuroscience and that and what's happening in the brain specifically with regards to the kids we deal with and that and, and developmentally what's happening in their brains and heightened stress situations and, and having experienced stress in the past. And this idea that in a moment of stress, I can come in with a beautifully, you know, set out logical solution and not get the response I'm wanting and being completely offended that it hasn't been received in the way that I've sort of <laughs> thought it through. But this idea that in stressful situations, we lose access to certain parts of our brain that prevents us from processing this mm. wonderful solution, if you will. I mean, even certain things like parts of your brain that, that, that um, navigate or control language. You mm. can't access in stressful situations. And then you come in here bombing with this wonderful idea and this person's looking at you just with gums and then you get cross because they're not saying anything to you. But actually... This person is actually just looking at you saying, please just give me a hug. Give me a hug, just yeah. give me a hug and tell me it's, it's going to yeah, be okay. I'm sorry you had such a hard day. <laughs> pat, pat, pat. And you're not thinking that actually they can't use words because they don't have access to that tool. Yeah. And I think that's the... That's the logic part of it that yeah. gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously these are stereotypes. Um, but typically, that is a guy's response, you know. Typically, guys want to, they want to be well, the fixers, is. you want to fix. I mean, that's, I think yeah. it's an accepted stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll flip the question now. Um, what do you think women can do or have done that helps or hurts connection? So I'm, I'm going to use you. Use me, use me, because that's okay. Because it's the we're, reference we're point I have. Totally good. I think for me, I am going down this, this, this track of guys and logical brains and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm in my head a lot. And for me, what helps is when I get into that headspace, you allowing me just to ramble on. Not that you have to, not, not that it has to make much sense, but for, for me feeling valued in that I can ramble on about my day or even my mm. to-do list um, as opposed to just having this, you know, glazed look over your face. I don't care. Just go do it. Yeah. But actually taking the moment and pressing pause in your life and going, okay, let me listen through your little list of things to do because when I get the feedback from your eyes or a comment or something, that helps me, you know. Your verbal processing. Yeah, it yeah. Helps, helps me process things and it gets it out of my head and that so that helps me that helps me feel valued helps me feel uh like what i'm doing matters um so just just for the record is this something that i that i do no do? this is what you do no <laughs> yeah, absolutely do do? you know I, I and i notice myself sometimes it's rambling and random to-do lists and i think i think by the time he gets to like 10 minutes then he starts to see my eyes glaze over <laughs> i've got to go do something <laughs> uh, so we pressed pause to try and think really hard what Dawn does <laughs> to hurt connection. It took, we, I mean, took really, long, it took a long time. It, it took a couple of hours, but we did find, <laughs> we, we found something. It's the same, the, the, the whole head headspace thing when, when we get stressed and we don't have access to certain parts of our brain. When, when I start spiraling and, and I start getting um, a bit stressed and rambling on about certain things, Dawn finds that that is a good moment to bring logic into the situation. 
as opposed to listening and yeah. just hearing what I have to say and then letting me put it out there. Not, I, I not think in a horrible than, way. More than logic, it's, I, I pick the wrong moments to tell you what you're doing wrong. Okay. Yeah. I, I like to, like right in the moment, I like to come and say, you, you really shouldn't have done that to that person or, or, you know, it's usually with the kids, like, but it's, you know, and, and he'll often turn around and, and say, is, is this the right moment to do this right now? This is when you want to, I'm like, oh, okay, I need to learn that, um, what, we learned this in a, um, in a marriage course. Truth on a river of truth grace. Truth on a river of grace. Truth is always truth. But sometimes you need to. But, but picking that that picking right the, moment the for spot. truth. Yeah. And so my 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 reasoning to him is, but I'm going to forget later, which is <laughs> you know, it, really I can if it's that important, I'll remember in a in a moment that is better. Yeah. But I that is classic. I I do that all the time. I I pick. I mean that's become our thing. Just pick your moment. It's your thing. That's my thing. <laughs> Thanks, love. So this has been fun. We thought we would issue a challenge going into the next week just to to finish off tonight yeah. and um we thought we'd, we'd we'd ask people to sit down with their the other with the other the other person and to to ask each other what are the things that they do that either open those gates to mm, connection to help connection what are the things that they do to do that so that they can do that more and what are the things that that we do or that you do that, that close those gates to stop connection yeah. so we can become a little bit more aware yeah. of, of what we're doing right and what we're possibly not doing that right and, mm. and to strengthen that connection and, and practice it and keep those gates open for longer. Yeah, I think something that we all need to practice is just a, is a little more self-awareness. Yeah. I think it goes a long way to look inside yourself rather than to always be pointing your finger at the other person. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So next week we're hoping to talk about connection sort of in the context of parenting. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to that because we love being parents. Mm, we do. So we will chat to you next week. This is the Grafted Family. Chat to you later. <laughs>